Be inspired to love life, to achieve extraordinary feats and to change the world around you for the better. Welcome to Love Your Life, Tell Your Story by Kathleen Marriott. Welcome to Love Your Life, Tell Your Story and we have Kara Schiltz all the way. Where are you from, Kara? I'm living in Reston, Virginia, which is 20 miles west of Washington, D.C. Excellent. Well, welcome back to your fourth story. So if you haven't heard Kara's first, second and third story, I ask you to listen to it because Kara's stories are amazing. As Kara is, she really is a true grit personality and her stories have been fantastic so we welcome her today to tell her fourth story her fourth story is loving my life holding tightly so welcome Kara what are you talking about today under that title today I was like to talk about the journey that led me to completing my recent graduate education in integrative medicine nutrition well that's exciting if you haven't listened to her first story or her second story is already a family md or gp if you're listening from australia general practitioner or family md is a medical practitioner so this will be a new qualification into nutrition and she's also a athlete so if you haven't heard her second and third story this will be something that will add to not only her life but her patient's life so it's exciting to add that to her repertoire I suppose of knowledge so go ahead Kara tell your story. This story begins in the pandemic of 2020 as I'm sure many people have had stories that began at that time things that changed their lives at that time my my job as a primary care physician who works at a college campus and the campus closed and mm-hmm. i had a lot of time because i mostly cared for students that were at the university and now students were home with their own primary care doctors they didn't need their college doctor very much i mean there was a little work to be done but not a lot So in the spring of 2020, two things emerged. One is that I had a lot of time. And two is that I was recovering from two major health conditions. I had had a major blood clot to my lungs the fall before, and then I broke my leg uh, that winter. And I really wanted to optimize the healing. I wanted to get back to doing the things I love, doing adventures, doing bike rides. I wanted to think that I would heal faster than other people if I could just do everything right and optimize all the conditions that I could. And this included nutrition. And I don't know how things were in Australia, but people did not go out much um, around the world. Yeah, so my husband and I would go grocery shopping once every two weeks, and we would fill two carts um, with food. And this required a lot of planning, a lot more planning than I had ever done with food and meals. And and I and I, again, I had all this time on my hands, so I just would make uh, a very organized menu, such that I was getting and, and my husband that we were eating 
diverse foods. And because we're only going every two weeks, you know, the fruits and vegetables that would spoil first, we would eat first. And then, you know, the things that would stay longer, we would eat second. And it, it just, I was also, because I'm thinking about my healing, I was trying to include all the superfoods that I could, um, sardines and liver and, you know, lots of fruits and vegetables. And, and I just had this focus, um, one, because of my own healing, because of the, the conditions of grocery shopping and meal planning and the conditions of COVID, I started to just hyper-focus on food more than I ever had in my life previously. Well, at the same time, with all this time on my hands, I'm looking around at the university that I work for, and they had a, a graduate degree in integrative medicine, nutrition, or using food as medicine. And I had never taken advantage of my tuition benefits in the 20 previous years that I've worked for the university. And, and here was the time you know, mm -hmm. that these things all lined up, that I had the interest, I had the passion, there was an opportunity. And so I jumped right on board. At the same time, why, why I'm working on myself and trying to heal myself, my mom was, was struggling with Alzheimer's disease. She had been diagnosed oh, two, two or three years prior to the pandemic. And I think like like most people with dementia, not having, you know, social contacts and, and my mom was doing her, I don't know if you guys have Zumba, but Zumba is kind of an exercise dance. Yeah, 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 we have that. And she had done that the January of 2020 still. She still had the moves, but during that year, you know, the natural progression of the disease just rapidly accelerated. So paralleling kind of my own recovery and, and kind of learning more and optimizing my own health, there was not the same, you know, for my mom. And during this time, I had tried to work with her doctors to get her into some experimental studies. And, you know, I kind of felt like being a physician, it was my responsibility to be assertive that, you know, there's nothing for my mom right now to give us hope. Like we really want to get her in any experimental studies we can. So I don't know if you're familiar, but there's a, a relatively new um, medication with marginal benefit that's out on the market that destroys the amyloid uh, in the brain of Alzheimer's patients. And and first, we tried to get her into the study. She was, you know, evaluated with all the tests and the studies. And, and they said that she was, her um, disease was too advanced hmm. um, to be in the study. And then it, it's sad. they determined that it was just really silly. It was simply based on the wording of the recommendation of her own doctor that he used the word early Alzheimer's instead of mild Alzheimer's, or it was just kind of silly. And so he actually petitioned for her to be tested again and be, you know, um, considered again for this study. They did. And then they said that her disease was too mild. So she went from oh. being too severe to be too, too mild. It was very frustrating because I think as... And falling between the gaps. The first story, 
Yeah. Yeah. And, and a lot of, you know, my own motivation in healthcare is not only helping others, but having a certain amount of control over my own destiny and the destiny of my, my loved ones. Yeah. She was then went for a third um, experimental study, one that targeted the tau tangles, and she was accepted in that study. And then the study was discontinued after only a few months because the adverse side effects were severe. And the thing is, during this entire time, I was that we're just, you know, our only hope is an experimental study, you know, what, what else can we do? I turned my nose at the studies that were looking at nutrition, you know, changing your diet to okay. treat Alzheimer's sounded ridiculous. Okay. Me. So that made and a big difference to lose that word. <laughs> right. And that certainly what, what she needed was a drug and okay. a miracle drug. And so, you know, here I am at, at one, you know, part of my life thinking, well, I'm going to use nutrition to heal my own body. But for my mom, she needs a drug. Okay. Right. Yeah, um, sounds contradictory to think does, that way. It? <laughs> yes. It does, it does sound contradictory. So then, unfortunately, my mom passed away the next the next year. Oh. And, you know, during this time, I'm getting my education in integrative medicine, and I'm also becoming very interested in podcasts like you. Like, I, I've learned so much about longevity and preventive health care through, through many podcasts, such that I decided through the guidance that I, I felt I got through podcasts to have my um, genome sequenced. Well, actually, I had my genome se sequenced commercially just, you know, to find out my ethnicities. So I, I had the actual sequence, but I then um, supplied it to a website that then, you know, found told you what your your metabolic risks were based on your your genome that was sequenced. And I did this because not only had had my mom passed from Alzheimer's, but so did her sister. And so did their grandmother. And I thought, you know, <laughs> I'm at very high risk for a genetic predisposition to Alzheimer's myself. And in fact, I do carry the ApoE4 gene, um, which for females approximate three times risk um, mm -hmm. for Alzheimer's disease. Kind of the irony coming, pulling this all back is since I've been educated, not only because I want, I want to treat, I love, I still have a passion for food and I, and I want to serve my patients with many medical problems with things that are less toxic and preventative before medications are needed. I mean, that is that is certainly a high purpose of myself getting this degree, but I also want to help myself. And kind of the irony is after my education, I where I was thinking medication is, is the only hope we have, we need a miracle drug, I've now turned and I feel that lifestyle choices in the preventative stages, that's the miracle. So this... this steered your attitude and changed your direction to secure your attitude as a holistic approach for both medical and preventative with with food intake and and lifestyle choices 
it's it's a lot more potent than I thought it once was. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I ha I have a new I have a new understanding after this additional education yeah. that I've had. And and so now I'm not relying on a pharmaceutical company to develop the next drug. I'm relying on myself and my personal prescription, my personal strategy. The number one thing is exercise, intense exercise. Exercise is a very strong anti-inflammatory and that I, I, I see the results most promising um, to continue with a consistent exercise. But in addition to that, I also have changed my dietary pattern to follow what's called the MIND diet, the M-I-N-D diet, which is a combination of the Mediterranean diet and the DASH diet, um, which is not a terribly restrictive diet. It's mm. our eating pattern. It's mostly adding brain foods, not so much taking away. And I also take supplements. And, and here's the real irony is like I preached in primary care, if you eat a healthy diet, you don't need a multivitamin. You don't need a supplement. And now my husband and I were joking that we need pill boxes for our supplements to keep them all straight. <laughs> Where before I was like, that's a waste of money. You know, now that I know my genetic variability, not just for the APOE4 gene, but how my body uses other vitamins that, you know, everyone really needs a personalized hair approach because there's just little genetic variabilities, which it's not the deletion of an enzyme, but just certain enzymes that keep the body working optimally are, are reduced in their potency. So yeah. instead of working a hundred percent, they work maybe 50%, many 20% and actually having a whole food diverse, balanced diet may not be enough. If you don't have enough of that enzyme, you may need to eat so much of a certain nutrient that you just couldn't eat enough food and have so many calories and maintain a healthy body weight to eat that much nutrients. Yeah. And so this is kind of where, yeah, I've done an about base in my thinking um, on supplements, on the potency of lifestyle choices. This all came through this new education and a, and a view through both your medical experience, your personal experience, your, your personal loss, a huge loss, and then genetic testing. So, and then of course your exercise that you have and your athleticism that you have. So this is a very personal story, but it's also one through extraordinary education as well. So it's, it's again, a true grit story and a love your life story, but it's also through pain. So it's something that resilience has, um, has taught you and shown you this pathway to come to this thinking and, and personal thinking, but it's also an educated thinking is to Kara. Are you from a company that wants to connect with thought leaders from across the globe featured on the Love Your Life Tell Your Story podcast? Email kathleen at kathleenmarriott.com.au What advice would you give to somebody who is considering 
taking additional education along these pathways so that they could come to their own conclusions as you have to find out more information about their own genetic story because it sounds like what you've come up with is a genetic story to help yourself to find out what you needed to find your life pathway what would you think that somebody needed to do to to find that pathway for themselves i think you need to be brave so it was it was difficult because i knew that the information might be hard mm -hmm. but i also felt like it was powerful and that i was going to make choices that would make me have better longevity yeah I, I actually I have a, a friend who lives in town who's both of her parents have passed from Alzheimer's and I was sharing my story with her about the nutrients because I, I do believe that exercise and, and dietary choices are, are very powerful but to be consistent in those choices and mm -hmm. to be resolute um, requires meaning right and yes. so to know that this this has meaning to me is really important and i highly recommended that that she have her genome analyzed and and she's she just can't do it because she doesn't want to know and that's her choice it, and it does, i would say be brave and it's brave I think, yeah. I think in the long run i really feel like the information is is useful i really feel like you will and I know this friend, like I do, loves our life. And I think you need to, to be brave to make the best decisions. Because in in gaining the information, because we, we all have limited lives, let's face it, but gaining the information, it gives you knowledge that may cause you grief in the moment and it may you may have to face some radical changes in your life and you may have to take full responsibility for your present to face a future that you could add some years to your life. But it's full responsibility, high quality years, yes, to create that quality. But it means a responsible self fully responsible self and that can be hard thank you so much for sharing that very intimate story and an extraordinarily personal one and one of sadness because I, I know how much you loved your mom and it must have been an extraordinary loss before she passed as well to go through that Kara and to the long goodbye I think we call it it's a very difficult journey and thank you so much for sharing that with us and to continue loving your life and to face that truth that you have the gene as well it's a very difficult knowledge but also to share with us how you've you're adding to your um, patience and you're adding to the knowledge in the world with what we need to do and I don't think it's just people with that genetic sequence either I think that information is good for all of us and we all face brain demise as we get older and I think that's a great information for everybody 
rigorous exercise, a mind diet, um, and mostly responsibility for our own lives. Well done, Cara. Thank you so much for being on Love Your Life and thank you for your four stories because each and every one of them have been extraordinarily personal, extraordinarily moving and extraordinarily inspirational. This is only part of our story. To hear the rest, leap forward to the next podcast and give us five stars wherever you listen. Love Your Life, Tell Your Story by Kathleen Marriott.